This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Vice President Mike Pence has canceled his appearance at a Trump fundraiser because of the event's host's support of various QAnon conspiracy theories. Various news outlets have reported hosts Karen and Michael Borland of Bozeman had shared QAnon memes and retweeted posts from QAnon accounts. The conspiracy theories claim opposition to Trump is led by, among others, sex traffickers and pedophiles. According to QAnon, Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring out of a pizzeria in Washington, D.C., North Korean Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un is a puppet ruler installed by the CIA, and German Chancellor Angela Merkel is Adolf Hitler's granddaughter. QAnon theorists have said that drinking an industrial bleach is a miracle cure for COVID-19. U.S. Senator Steve Daines, U.S. Representative Greg Gianforti, and State Auditor Matt Rosendale were planning to attend the event. Spokespersons for all three say the candidates had no knowledge of QAnon and would not be attending. The Barlins have donated over $220,000 to Trump's re-election bid, the bulk of which was made in Karen Borland's name, and they were guests at the Republican National Convention last month. The president has refused to condemn QAnon, telling reporters that conspiracy theories are gaining in popularity and that QAnon supporters, quote, like me very much. Pence has said that QAnon is a conspiracy theory group and last month told CBS News, quote, I don't know anything about QAnon and I dismiss it out of hand. The air quality in Helena and in 23 other western Montana counties has deteriorated to the point that an air quality alert has been issued. The counties include Broadwater, Jefferson, and Lewis and Clark. The alert runs until 9 o'clock Tuesday morning due to elevated particulate concentrations. Air quality in Libby is considered hazardous. Air quality in Thompson Falls is very unhealthy. Air quality in the Flathead Valley, Sealy Lake, Frenchtown, Missoula, Hamilton, Butte, Dillon, Bozeman, Great Falls, and Lewistown areas are unhealthy. Air quality in Helena and West Yellowstone is considered unhealthy for sensitive groups. Quote, Westerly flow has brought smoke in from neighboring states, and this flow pattern is expected to continue. That's according to the Montana Department of Environmental Quality. Quote, today air quality will likely worsen as smoke continues to push eastward through the state. Construction work has begun at the Black Butte Copper Mine Project near White Sulphur Springs. A State Department of Environmental Quality mining permit issued last month allows Sandfire Resources America, formerly Tintenna Resources, to build roads and pads and construct a small reservoir. The mine is located next to Sheep Creek, a major tributary of the Smith River, and that proximity is why groups such as the Montana Environmental Information Center and Trout Unlimited oppose the project. Legal action against the mine and the state permits is continuing. Mine opponents question whether 
environmental analysis fully analyzed the risks. Supporters say the economic benefit for Mark County and the state could be nearly $2 billion. Governor Steve Bullock's Grizzly Bear Advisory Council had issues, has issued its final report, offering a host of recommendations by consensus on how best to manage grizzly bears once they're removed from the endangered species list, but grizzly bear hunts remain controversial. Fourteen members supported a limited hunt of grizzlies, four did not. A hunt, if it comes to be, should be limited in size and scope, the recommendations say, with a tag being a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The hunt should have seasons that avoid killing of females, targeting only individual bears without the use of bait or other attractants. They also recommend that hunters be strongly encouraged to carry bear spray, though the recommendations stop short of requiring it. Opponents cited several concerns about hunting, particularly overall impacts on bear population and migration of bears between conservation areas. They also claim hunting would not target problem bears. Bonnie Rice, senior representative for the Sierra Club's Greater Yellowstone Northern Rockies campaign, said in a prepared statement, quote, failure to recommend against a trophy hunt goes against an overwhelming majority of public comment, as well as the position of tribal nations who hold the grizzly sacred and strongly oppose trophy hunting. There are also wide swaths of land that once held grizzlies in Montana, Idaho and Wyoming that have few, if any, bears now. That includes the Selway Bitterroot and Frank Church River of No Return Wilderness. Conservationists have long argued that those areas should have viable populations of grizzlies before the population as a whole should be delisted. The recommendations call for full funding of the Montana Livestock Board to compensate ranchers for losses from grizzly bears. Bears have expanded their range to the east in recent years, and conflicts with ranchers that are well away from the Rocky Mountain front have been on the increase. Governor Bullock formed the 18-member council in July of last year, and the group spent a year developing the report. State officials say that while Montana has had some close calls in stopping the spread of invasive mussels into the state, they have so far intercepted all the mussels. Thomas Wolf, Aquatic Invasion Bureau Chief for Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, told the Legislative Environmental Quality Council that so far they've stopped a record 27 boats that had mussels. Most of these were from the Midwest, including a kayak that was headed to Glacier National Park. So far, boat inspectors have checked more than 122,000 boats, Wolf said. That's almost 10,000 more than last summer, and there's still a month to go before the end of the season. Wardens have issued 290 warnings and 266 citations, mainly to people who refuse to stop at inspection stations. John Tubbs, Department of Natural Resources Conservation Director, said some of the offenders are, quote, particularly egregious, repeatedly blowing by inspection stations and, in some cases, leading to police chases. He says part of the problem is that the fine for not stopping is only $85. So DNRC and the FWP want to increase the maximum fine to $800, 
while still giving judges and wardens some leeway on the level of the fine. Quote, it's now $85 for a drive bag. If you're towing a $200,000 boat, that's nothing. Zebra and quagga mussels can multiply rapidly to cover shores, docks, pipes, and dam turbine blades, causing considerable damage. They are almost impossible to eradicate, so the best defense is to keep them out of state waters altogether. Some Montana libraries are pitching in to help with the census count. Montana has one member of Congress for its 147,000 square miles. The state believes it has enough people for a second house seat, something it hasn't had since 1993. But first, it has to prove it through a successful census of the population of roughly one million. The state has some considerable challenges to that successful census. Most of Montana is rural, and many residents receive their mail at post office boxes. The Census Bureau only sends forms to addresses, not post office boxes. So many census forms are not being delivered. Quote, we have about a quarter of the state that has not been getting the information, according to Montana Lieutenant Governor Mike Cooney. While those in more populated areas can fill out the forms online, only 59% of rural Montanans have Internet access. The undercount carries financial penalties, according to Cooney. Quote, Montana gets about $2 billion a year from the federal government based on the census. When we do not count a Montanan who should be counted, that equals $20,000 over the 10-year period of the census. So far, the state has outfitted its 119 libraries with high-speed Internet. The race is on to finish the job. The Trump administration wants all counting done by the end of the month, which officials say guarantees a massive undercount of Native American and rural residents. Montana health officials report another 86 new COVID-19 cases on Monday morning. Active cases are now 2,127, another three deaths. That total is now 138. Two of the deaths were in Bighorn County, now 21 there. Yellowstone County has a death to bring the total to 52. Active hospitalizations in Montana on Monday were at 14. Federal officials are investigating after two people died and one was hospitalized after a plane crash. The Cessna 172 went down Saturday night north of Sealy Lake Airport. The Missoula County Sheriff's Office said in a statement on its Facebook page that the crash site was located early Sunday morning. The pilot and passenger who died in the crash were 67-year-old Charles Wolfe of Green Valley, Arizona, and 59-year-old Wayne Cahoon of Sealy Lake. A second passenger was transported to a hospital. Authorities did not provide any details on that passenger's condition. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating the crash of a Cessna 172, a single-engine, four-passenger plane. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 30 states and provinces, 15 countries, 6 continents, and up to 500 listeners a day. 
Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountain Radio, KMER in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana news. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.